Every day, the Rundown podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support the Rundown podcast at wbez.org slash rundown donate. And thank you. Good morning, Chicago. It's Thursday and the last day of August. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Under federal law, students with disabilities are legally entitled to transportation to and from school. In Chicago, as of Monday of this week, a total of 733 CPS students with disabilities were waiting for bus service. That's according to Block Club Chicago. And they're saying on top of that, 10 CPS students who live in temporary housing, also legally entitled to transportation, hadn't been assigned to routes yet either. As we've mentioned before on the show, CPS doesn't have enough drivers to get students to school. So the district decided to limit bus transportation to students with disabilities and students experiencing homelessness. Now, these students can receive stipends of up to $500 a month to cover transportation costs, which, according to CPS, more than 3,000 families have done. And despite still being short of drivers, the district says it continues to get new requests for transportation. You've heard of a tether for folks out on bail. It's a part of the electronic monitoring that courts employ to keep tabs on defendants while they await trial. Well, my colleague Mawa Iqbal is reporting that the Illinois Supreme Court is rolling out an electronic monitoring program for most of the state in preparation for the end of cash bail next month. Director of statewide pretrial services Kara Smith says electronic monitoring protects victims and reduces jail populations. But Brianna Payton with the Illinois Network of Pre-Trial Justice says it's just another form of incarceration for people who have not been convicted. It completely inhibits their ability a lot of times to maintain employment. It can really make it hard for them to maintain stable housing. It can make it difficult, nearly impossible for them to take care of their children or household responsibilities. Payton says she and members of the network are requesting a meeting with the office to discuss their concerns. Earlier this year, I talked to my colleague Lisa Phillip about a few faculty strikes happening at colleges and universities in Illinois, and one of them was at Chicago State University. During the strike, university leaders said financial challenges prevented them from meeting professors' salary demands. But Lisa is reporting that recently, university trustees awarded their president a $50,000 bonus, bringing her pay to more than half a million dollars. President Z. Scott's salary was heavily scrutinized during the faculty strike. And with this bonus, according to state data, that makes her the fifth highest paid of 12 public university leaders in Illinois. By contrast, the professors there are some of the lowest paid in the state. After walking off the job for 10 days in April, they won 3% annual salary increases. Also, for context, CSU is a predominantly Black institution on the South Side. As for the president, trustees said her bonus was justified by her work to increase retention, graduation rates, and federal funding. And now for a few quick hits. Today marks one year since the state of Texas started busing asylum seekers to Chicago at regular intervals. 
And the Chicago Tribune is reporting that yesterday, for the first time since he took office, Mayor Brandon Johnson sounded a familiar alarm. At a news conference in the Loop headquarters of the Illinois Restaurant Association, he said, quote, the city of Chicago cannot go on welcoming new arrivals safely and capably without significant support and immigration policy changes. Right now, he and other Illinois officials are appealing to the Biden administration to speed up the process of authorizing migrants to work so they can rely less on government aid. And reports of hate crimes in Chicago are going up, according to a study from the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at California State University. The report is set to be published in a few weeks, and the Sun-Times is reporting on its contents. They're saying that last year's total, 192, was the highest number of hate crimes since 1994. And in 2023, we're seeing an 84% increase in hate crimes since last year. The most targeted groups have been Black and Jewish people. And First Lady Jill Biden was in Chicago yesterday to commemorate the Labor Day weekend. She was a part of a reception celebrating unions at McCormick Place. The First Lady called unions the backbone of the country and the center of President Biden's economic vision. She was joined at the reception by Chicago Federation of Labor President Bob Ryder, Governor J.B. Pritzker, Mayor Brandon Johnson, and other elected officials. And as I mentioned, Labor Day weekend is coming up, which means the Chicago Jazz Festival starts tonight. It'll be four days of free concerts at Millennium Park. At least 100 artists are performing. As for the weather, sunny skies and a little warmer than yesterday. Temperatures going up to the mid-70s. Lows going down to around 60 tonight. And that's it for the rundown today. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.